0: We're back here on Inside Black and Gold on this very rainy, rainy Wednesday and windy. Don't forget about the wind. I'm Jeff Noah. alongside Steve Keller. Hopefully, you're staying, staying dry, staying out of the wind. There's a tornado warning that uh, I know it hit, hit a few people. But, you know, we're, we're, we still have electricity and power. So, you know, that's you know you can't complain. But, all right, we're going to get into a mailbag here. We're going to talk about some questions, some questions about the Saints. First, Jerry G. Foray Jr. says, Heard we get a new running back off waivers. Yes, we did. Eno, I almost said Dino Benjamin. Eno Benjamin, EBJ, if you will, not to be confused with OBJ. Uh, Eno Benjamin. We talked about him a lot in the first segment, but yeah. So I like this. I like the move bringing in a young running back and just giving giving somebody just a dose of something. Like I, I just want to see him get out there and see if he can spark this offense at all. And you know. Who, who knows? Maybe he, looked a guy. Like he,
1: he showed little like a blip or two at Arizona and then, yeah, like you said, wasn't wasn't utilized at Houston at all. But 4.3 a carry this year.
0: He ran well. He ran 7. well in Arizona. Seven and average on a catch. I mean one of the reasons he's no longer in Arizona was that he played so well that he was incensed by the idea that James Conner came back healthy and Cliff Kingsbury was like. Oh, yeah, yeah, go to the bench, you know. He was like, what the hell? Like, it's like I, I averaged 7.7 yards a carry against the Saints. <laughs> you can't even find a spot for me? Well, what's James ever done? Anyway, so I mean, like, if, if he had played like crap, then he probably wouldn't have been as as frustrated by that. He, had, he was playing well. And that's why it was a surprise when he got cut and there was at least four teams that put in a waiver claim on him and the Saints were too far down the priority to get him. This time, for whatever reason, maybe it's because it's later in the season, maybe because those teams no longer need a running back, the Saints were able to get him. You know, and the Saints are also pretty high on the waiver priority because they're bad. So who knows if if another team put in a claim on him this time? But Saints got him. It's going to be interesting to watch. He was not at practice today. I I think you said, unless he was wearing a secret number that we don't know about. Right. I,
1: I can't imagine that though. Um, what's funny is his only other touchdown of the season is against the Eagles. Yeah, he's a star killer. There you go.
0: From, from the highest highs to the lowest lows. Eno gets it done. All uh, right. We're gonna go to, gonna go to Robert Arton. The way this season is going, I thought I was back in the 60s and 70s. <laughs> it is it is really funny to look at this fan base and to be like, so many are just like feeling this way for the first time. Because and and not like having a rough season like you had the 7 and 9 seasons it's happened before but in the sense of like they in those seasons you always had Drew Brees and Sean Payton and you were like okay we got to we got to improve the <laughs> team around them but we have this this nucleus that you know can lead this team out of it and they did right they had one of the best 3 4 year stretches you'll ever see i think they were either first or second overall in terms of a record over that 4 year stretch i think the chiefs might have been one game ahead of them, which, you know, the, the difference is the Chiefs got to the Super Bowl, but two three times during that stretch. <laughs> and that's what made it frustrating. But this is the first time that I think that you've in since 2004, probably, that you had a bad season. And then you were like, I don't think this is going to get better next year. Or like, at least I don't feel like it's going to get better. It, it probably will. But like... There is not a ton of positive energy around. Okay, you don't feel like you have the quarterback of the future. Not a lot of people have confidence in the head coach. The defense have taken a step back. All of the things that you thought were going to work haven't worked. And so, yeah, I mean, it, it, we do. It does feel like you're a lot closer to the paper bag days than you are closer to the, the playoff Super Bowl days.
1: On the on the positive here, I'll spin it for you. On that, I'm gonna. I can't believe I'm gonna say more of the positive things, which is hilarious. At least you drafted well. This past season, and you got Chris Olave, uh, you got Alonte Taylor, and we're still on wait and see on Trevor Penning, honestly.
0: Yeah. Well, that's another guy who, you know, I mentioned Eno Benjamin. I want to see him in there. Now that you are eliminated from the playoffs, or once you are eliminated from the playoffs, Trevor Penning needs to be in at left tackle. Oh, yeah. No doubt. I agree there. And so when you look back at 2017, one of the reasons this team was able to go on that run was you ended up with one of the best draft classes probably of all time, right? In terms of Marshawn Latimer, Ryan Ramchek, Alvin Kamara, Trey Hendrickson, right? Don't look now. Alex Anzalone is playing, like right? one of the leading tacklers in the NFL for the Lions. He's having a great season. al Qadin Muhammad is like still playing. He's like just, he's not like a huge player. For the, I think he's still on the Colts, but he's been a consistent player, right? You had just this incredible draft. And did I even mention Marcus Williams? I don't even know. But like- that allowed you to really build your roster around a nucleus of players on rookie deals that were starters. So you could bring in free agents and you can do a lot of things and you get a lot really flexible because of that. Now it gets more complicated when you get on the second contract and you have guys like Mar- Marshawn Lattimore, Ryan Ramchick, Alvin Kamara, making a ton of money. And so that limits what you can do. Um, but that's the luxury of this season. It feels like you had a really good draft class. it feels like you have Chris Olave, who you'll be able to get a ton of production out of on a rookie deal for a few more seasons. You have maybe Trevor Penning as a star left tackle. Who knows? We have to see. But he's going to be on a, on a rookie deal, so that gives you flexibility. You have Alante Taylor, you know, and you don't know you have in DeMarco Jackson or, or, or uh, Jordan no, Jackson, yeah. defensive tackle at a Force. So you haven't seen them, so you don't know. I actually really like Marco Jackson, I think, is going to be a special teams contributor next season whenever he can get healthy. But yeah, so that should help you. The only thing that's frustrating is you only had those five picks and two of them that did not contribute, right? So what you need to start doing is valuing those assets so that you can have another draft like 2017. So when you are really just nailing it, nailing it, nailing it with your your evaluations, you have the ability to bring those guys in. Right. (laughs) So, yeah, that's that's what you need to see. But I think this team has a route back to relevance, but you have to do it the right way and you have to make the right decisions. And I'm not sure that they did that this past offseason in terms of the trades, in terms of going, pushing all the chips to the middle of the table for a team that is objectively average. And so, yeah, that's what I need to see change.
1: Yeah, it's kind of hard to fathom now. Like, when did the team realize really that when did Dennis Allen know when did Pete Carmichael know that they'd rather go with Andy Dalton over Jameis but kind of thing where they were they just waiting for an injury to inevitably take Jameis out because they wanted Dalton all along kind of thing no come on it's just it's just odd to me I feel like that they only didn't even get through one game before he got hurt how can that can't be the case right but if he if he's not dealing with injury right now you would think he would get a shot at being the starter and i know we've gone over this over and over and over and you want to wring my neck through the camera it's not right about now. injuries right but that's the thing it's like that's why i'm saying from the get then was andy dalton their guy uh,
0: i think he he was dennis allen's guy <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think Dennis Allen likes Andy Dalton. He does not like Jameis Winston. Whatever you want to infer into that, whatever, it is clearly the case. And that is why Andy Dalton is the starter, the unquestioned starter. The only right. ones asked ask questions about it is the media, and they're getting the same answer. And so, yeah, I mean, the injuries were what got him off the field, and they are now not what keep, what's keeping him off the field. That is DA. Um, and, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Let's move on. Let's move on. Okay. This is one that you might be able to 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 talk to a little bit, Jonas Avery Tomasi. Well, Adam will be back this week. Um, you know, he I think he's close. What what did, what was he out there doing at practice today? Is he even limited? Yeah, still limited. Um, would sure like to obviously
1: see him be a full go before they put him back. I thought he was close last week though. So, you know, you talk about a situation with Camara shutting him down for a yeah. year. I mean. When you had a serious injury like Lattimore, why maybe risk that even further? I mean, we're talking about internal organs being damaged. And for him, definitely right now becomes why put that body at further risk? I don't know why I don't feel that way about
0: Camara. To me, it's the question is a green injury risk, right? Like, so I actually have a bigger question about Pete Werner than I do about Lattimore because I think his injury was so bizarre that... The odds that you re-injure it are actually probably pretty low. It's more of a pain thing and whether he can play without pain. For a guy like Pete, who had to have surgery on that ankle, and we've seen, you know, the Saints deal with ankle injuries, right? We 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 all know the the obnoxious nature of ankle injuries. That's the that's one where I'm like, if his ankle is not 110%, and you send that guy out there and he re-injures it and suddenly it's impacting his offseason in games that do not matter. Um then that's that's something I'm going to question. I don't know if that's the case for Lattimore, but it, it, you they are clearly playing it safe because I guarantee you he desperately wanted to go out there and punch Mike Evans in the head.
1: Absolutely. Right. <laughs> like But uh, I I think Pete will be back just because of the sheer fact
0: that they put him in front of the podium today. I think so too. I think that's a sign that he is he is going to be back. Yeah. But I do wonder. I and you know it's and maybe his reps take Go down, right? Maybe you start cycling him and Caden a little bit with that in mind, right? You don't want to overwork them. And that's the luxury of having Caden come out and play really well. But, um, yeah, I think, you yeah, know, definitely. I, I wouldn't be surprised if you see a lot of more back at, on a pitch count. Same with Pete. Um, because, like, when guys are healthy, you can't just keep them out, especially when the games matter. I think you could pull fines from the NFL pretty quick if you start doing that. When the games don't matter, you can get away with some stuff. We're getting fined for fake injuries. Yeah, sure are.
1: I said we, like it's coming out of my paycheck. (laughs) I got to
0: talk about it. It's like I'm paying. Yeah, it's like, what is this nonsense you give me next to to deal with the NFL? Ramsey Wars with Rashid in at wide receiver and kick returner. What do we do with Hardy? Well, nothing this year. He's on injured reserve. He's not coming back. If they were going to bring him back, they would have. So I think, I mean, I think he's done. I don't, I think he's, he's on a one-year tender. Paid him $4 million this season. (laughs) Probably could have found a better use for that. Just in terms of what you got, like, which was virtually nothing out of it. Right. You got a couple, a couple kick returns. He fumbled. That's about it. Uh, So no, I think you say, thanks, Deontay. Appreciate you. Good luck in free agency. And he'll get paid. He'll get a contract. Right, like, like there is a market for kick returners for quality returners. It's not going to be the market he wants because he wants to be a receiver, and he wants to get paid like that. But I think he's going to end up getting paid somewhere in the range of what he made this year. Um, Like Jakeem Grant, like he's the Grant is the contract that I think you would look at as Deontay Hardy, and say this is what I want to hit, which because he's essentially the same player, right? He signed a 3-year, 10-million dollar contract this season for the yeah, with the there's, Browns. There's, there's no way. Not with the Saints. No, right. But, but I mean, like with somebody else is what I'm saying. Like there's going to be a team out there who really values their return game, who, who really thinks they want to take a step up in that regard. Maybe they underperformed this year and they see it as one of the reasons they struggled and they're like, "You know what? We have cap space. We want to make sure we just nail it." And they bring in Deontay on a decent deal, like three years, ten million. It's it's a it's a good contract for a kick returner. It's not a ton of money. (laughs) You're talking three point three million a season, which is less than Deontay made this year. So I'm just saying, like that's what that's what you're going to be looking at. And hey, maybe maybe if you're not super active in free agency, it might even help you get you know a seventh round pick down the road. Who knows? But that's what's going to happen. Yeah,
1: I don't know how big of a market it's going to be for Hardy just because of he's had an issue with the injuries and you got to worry about the fumbles. I feel like you'll find a younger guy that can do it all the time at that position. They'll just
0: wear the next guy out kind of thing. No, because the saints feel that way. The saints feel that way because they're good at it. Not every team is good at it. A lot of teams want to take the shortcut of signing the saints, special teams players. Deontay is going to get a contract because of the reputation the the saints have straight up. It's gonna happen. Like Justin Hardy, look at him. Like guys come off the Saints special team squad, and like other teams are like on him. So I will guarantee you he gets a decent. I don't know if he's gonna get three years, ten million, and partially because he's been hurt all year. So that's not gonna help him. He right. hit, like he hasn't been able to have that contract year kind of performance. But he's a, f- a former All Pro. Yeah, right. He's gonna get a contract again. Like that's what I would if I'm Deontay and I'm going into free agency. That's the deal I would hold out and be like, this is what I want. You want an all-pro returner? This is what you're gonna pay me. And you know, if no one bites, then yeah, maybe he maybe he takes a smaller deal. But I think that's that's a reasonable contract for a guy who, you know, people wanna pretend that they that they don't want to pay the kick returner, but then suddenly you don't have a kick returner and you start you start muffing some punts and you start losing ground, you know, you don't feel the kick, you probably should have, and suddenly you're pinned inside your five. You're like, Man, we should have paid, you know, we could have probably afforded three million for for an elite kick returner, right? So, yeah, that's what I think is going to happen. I think it's obviously
1: clear from the Saints aspect. Why wouldn't you boost, promote, whatever you want to say with a guy like Shahid since we want more now? I mean, I would. I just would think next year, you know, you, you he could legitimately be like Deontay Hardy 2.0 where he could really be more part of the offense, not just a special teams guy.
0: Well, that is a problem though, right? One of, one of the reasons that I always felt like Deontay was a little limited in the offense was because – you do need him on special teams. And so, you know, it's tough because all of a sudden you, you know, he's, he's running routes and then he gets hit and he's out. And all of a sudden like, who's back there turning kicks now. Right. So you got to weigh that a little bit. Like he is taking hits on those plays, but yeah, I mean, he has been excellent as a returner. I think he's only going to get better as he gets a little more confident. Um, And he's been excellent as a deep, a deep threat. Like I think, his ability to take the top off the defense and allow Chris Olave to work underneath and run some more finesse routes has been helpful. If you had a more, more powerful armed quarterback, then I think you, you have some really intriguing Mm. possibilities down the road, but for now, yeah, I mean, I think you're really happy with, I think that move and that decision to bring him in was spot on. They did a great job. They found him out of Weber state Um, and uh, he's going to be a good, good player for a long time.
1: Now, just imagine in good old fantasy land next year where you get a healthy Michael Thomas back with Chris Olave and you also got Rashid Shahid in there in that mix for for whoever you draft in the first round. Thanks for the Sean Payton pick. Yeah. (laughs) Although Andy will still be starting week one. Next year?
0: Yeah. Probably. The quote-unquote bridge guy. That's exactly what he is, Jonas Avery Tomasi. Again, I feel like Andy Dalton is doing everything he can. Guys just need to catch the ball. He does need to make better choices. Yeah, I mean it's the 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 obvious, the easy thing is to be like, oh, change the quarterback, do this, do that. And I mean, I think I, the ball's hit guys in the head. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> I've got more, of, I've got more problems with
1: the offensive line as a whole than I do the quarterback.
0: Yeah, I mean, like you could make a change at quarterback, and I, I don't think it's going to make. A, a fundamental difference in like how you're operating. But it, it's like Andy, if you had told me how Andy would have played going into this season, I would have been like, yeah, this team's going to be fine because the defense is going to carry them like it did last year. And you know, you're going to, you're going to get star performances out of Alvin Kamara and you're going to do all this and not all that stuff hasn't happened. No. And it's
1: kind of sad. Now, Chris Olave's like rookie of the year. Stock seems to be plummeting.
0: Yeah. And yeah. everyone, well, but again, I don't I don't know if that's about his performance, right? I think it's about when you're on a bad team, you're not gonna win those but awards.
1: He didn't have that catch. He didn't make that catch last game. That's a big no no.
0: Yeah, but his stats are still, I mean, like, but the rookie of the year, the offensive rookie of the year voters aren't watching every game and being like, Oh, he had a chance to make a big catch turn. He didn't make it. They're just looking at the numbers, right? And his numbers are excellent. Like, he's probably gonna still break Michael Thomas's rookie receiving record. And so, like. You're looking at that, and you're like, okay, you know, if this team was nine and four, he would be right up there. At four and nine, you have to be otherworldly good, yeah, to absolutely. win that, right? And so you look at the teams that are up there. You know, you have like a Garrett Wilson, and you have Kenneth Walker was up there. I think he's fallen off because he's been hurt. Yeah, Christian Watson is another one who just showed up no, late in the year. Yeah, there's no way. And and I mean, like, so it's. You have to be playing for something, and that's why Garrett Wilson is the favorite right now because they are still playing for something in the AFC East. Um, and so that's you know I, I think that's a big thing because it's mean, a popularity
1: contest at the end of the day. Has Wilson been scoring touchdowns? I know he had at least one the other day.
0: Yeah, he's been he's been coming on strong. He had a rough start, and he's doing it independent of the quarterback play. right? he's catching passes from Mike White. Yeah, he. Ooh, so yeah, we can't give
1: that little, you know, small little fiddle. Oh, poor us. We got no quarterback. It's got Mike White throwing to him.
0: Yeah, but Mike White has lost both of his games. He got the red rocket and the and the white Mike. Right. It sounds like It's a, <laughs> a great uh, duo. Yeah. Well, well, like for example, Damian Pierce was up there all year, but then everyone's like, oh, one on eleven and one. Oh my gosh, I can't vote for this guy, and that's that's kind of where you're at. But all, again, too, that like that's those are odds. <laughs> So it's not like these are the voters, but those are just the odds makers and they usually get it right. So that's uh, I think that's kind of where you're at.
1: How many TDs Olave have
0: right now? 2. That's hurting Three. him too is the touchdowns. Yeah, no, but you
1: know Wilson I, I just looked, he's got 4. He's got two touch he's got two two touchdown games. So four yeah. four on the year. Yeah. That's nothing like blowing Olave away
0: though. No. No, the the only reason Garrett Wilson is up there and Chris Olave isn't is the Jets are still playing for something at this point in the season, and that's a that's a, a big thing when you're talking about these awards. It's a popularity contest. We're we're not a favorite of anybody lately. It seems like Schwegman Bag, and I'm going to read this verbatim, says he would much rather see Zion Williams play quarterback next season than Dalton. Is that is he related to Leap Day William? Is that a creative character from Madden? No, it's a Thirty Rock reference. Leap Day William. Anyway. I'm just looking at Zion Williams. <laughs> yeah zion williamson they'd rather see zion williamson play quarterback next season i disagree we actually talked to caesar ruiz about this and he agrees zion is more of a tight end than a quarterback that's all yeah, that's huh? my take. yeah he's not, too, he's not going to quarterback come on maybe a fullback
1: man there's, there's sometimes you think that there isn't much zion can't do so i don't know
0: well his leaping ability so i think you know people look <laughs> at him and they're like man he looks like a linebacker is but like Leaping ability doesn't really help you in the NFL as much as it might in other sports. Like that's why basketball, leaping ability in basketball is huge. But like, how often do you, you know, as a big guy, right, is a wide receiver, you might be able to use.
1: Cringing too, like you're going to get hurt. Yeah, right. So like,
0: I think he picked the right sport.
1: Yeah, it's funny when you see a lot of guys and their former like and like baseball players. What do you think? What what's his name? Kyler Murray'd rather be doing playing baseball. Probably playing Call of Duty. <laughs> <laughs> playing MLB the show. <laughs> yeah. Watch how good I am.
0: Well, watch one of these, like like in three years, Kyler Murray is going to be retired from the NFL and playing esports with Gordon Hayward. See, that's back and making to, more money.
1: Back to full circle. If if Kyler Murray's not going anywhere, does Sean Payton really want to coach Arizona? Kyler Murray's tours ACL. Right, but even um, for next year, we're saying
0: we're talking about Sean Payton again.
1: Jesus. I, I'm just I'm blown away by still thinking that he could return to New Orleans. I, I can't I cannot envision it. Still, I think <sighs> I think it's a great Disney fairy tale.
0: Yeah, no, I mean I don't think so. We like we we went over this. I, I had like I a know, ten minute rant. About the only way I think it makes sense, and I still think that that's reasonable, is he shows up with Tom Brady in his arms and says, guys, I'm sorry, take me back. And that's what happens. But I think the issue is going to be convincing a team to trade for him because that really limits your options. It's not just where he'd want to be. It's which team would trade for him. And if he wants to go somewhere with Tom Brady, which I think is a realistic possibility, then that can only be like so many teams. Like it couldn't even be the Chargers if he wants to team up with Tom Brady because they what about the Raiders? A pretty good quarterback. Maybe the Raiders, right? Maybe. But then it's like, geez, you think this team that sucks is going to trade two first round picks? Is that going to make you better? <laughs> right? So I just don't know. It's like it's such a weird thing to even consider trading for a head coach because you can't assess the value till you have the players and you can't get the players if you trade the players. So Right. As, as that head coach –
1: you're going into a new deal knowing that you you are at a disadvantage. Being, you yeah, you're being acquired has put your new team at a disadvantage, right? Because you're there. Exactly. because they, yeah. they wanted you, buddy. Yeah.
0: Like <laughs> your ability to win is being damaged by the fact that you're there. And you know, Sean Payne's a confident guy. Like, I'm sure that he wouldn't ever look at it that way, but like that's the reality. And you have, you'd have to be a pretty confident person to walk in there and be like, oh, yeah, you screwed me over. <laughs> but I'm going to win anyway. I could see Sean mumbling something like, oh, I cost I cost this team a, a
1: first-rounder and two-thirds or something, you know, whatever. Right, like
0: you would, like, use it as a point of pride of, like, how valuable he was. Like, I'm sure John Gruden brings that up at parties about how much the Bucks traded to get him. Ridiculous, right? I mean... Yeah. We, we, and he did it. I, he succeeded. See, I
1: can't imagine a team paying that much in draft capital for Sean.
0: You would have to be ready to win that, like, you would have to feel like you had a title caliber roster. And that's the tough thing is I don't, I mean, what team is that other than maybe the Chargers? Like what team, are the Cowboys, That like teams that really honestly feel like they have a well, title caliber roster. You think McCarthy's going anywhere now? No, no. Unless the, the, the Cowboys like flame out like crazy.
1: I don't know. Maybe Chicago for Sean with Justin Fields. Sean doesn't want to go live in the cold. He's, he's a Chicago guy. I was just I'm doing like some connections.
0: Yeah, maybe maybe you could go. Maybe you could go coach the 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 Jets.
1: Par- Parcells kidding. did so. I would I would say maybe whoever's yeah, going to pony up the dough, that's who's going to get Sean. I mean, in both
0: aspects, in the draft and his contract. Well, that's my question. So, <laughs> if you bring him back, do you just put him on the same contract? Or do you have to renegotiate? I, I don't even know
1: because
0: <laughs> he has money left. Maybe like make him part owner. You have to be like, come on, Sean. You should be happy to be back, Sean. We will let you live in uh, Faubourg Brewery.
1: I mean, I, I, I'm sure it's got to have some nice amenities
0: there. I imagine so. All right, I think uh, I think we got we got through it all there. Louise Lockett is saying we should put wear the bags unless Sean Payton comes back, then we can take them off. I don't think we're. I don't think we're there yet. I think you have to be bad for at least two seasons before you can justifiably put a bag on your head, right? Like one season, it happens. Two seasons, okay. Head's got to roll. Uh, <laughs> but that's that's just where I'm at. All right. Thanks everyone for listening to Inside Black and Gold. My name is Jeff Noack. Follow me on Twitter at Jeff underscore Noack. You follow Steve Geller on Twitter at Steve Geller. W W L. It's not like Sarah Michelle. It's like G E L L E R W W L. Yes, check out WWL AM FM on Twitter, WWL.com for the latest news, WWL Sports on YouTube and over on Facebook. And then check out Sports Talk 4 to 8 p.m. On WWL AM 870 FM 105.3. And always free on the Odyssey app, just like this podcast, which if you're not subscribed wherever you listen to your podcasts get the hell out of here. Just kidding. Just hit that button and then I'll be nice to you. All right. I said WWE at least 17 times in that like one stretch. So no one can get mad at me for not plugging the brand. You didn't give enough weather updates is what they'll give you crap about weather updates. <laughs> weather yes, updates. You, need,
1: you need to break in parish by
0: parish. No, it's going to rain. I'll go. Hold on. Let me go outside and check my weather rock. Yes. If it's wet, it means it's raining. That's how, that's how that works. All right. Just so everyone knows we're going to come back. We're going to be back tomorrow with a Falcons preview podcast. This has just been kind of a, a break in like, you know, weird schedule a week. Um, and then next week, we're going to have the same kind of post game pod with then getting back into our normal routine, uh, for Monday, Wednesday, Friday, for at least the rest of the regular season. And then in the playoffs, we're going to shift back into two days a week. So, that's your schedule update, and otherwise, we're gonna we're gonna keep coming at you. How you, how you doing, Steve? Ready to go? We are ready to rock and the last final four, baby. Then, ready to rock and drop?
1: I'm hoping rock and rise. At least at least win two of the four. Rock and roll into a ditch. Oof! You got to right, you got to beat the Panthers and Falcons. That's all I'm asking right now.
0: Yeah, they're also they're in the ditch already.
1: <laughs> they, you can beat you can pile on the people in the ditch with you.
0: Yeah, yeah, you can just knock Desmond Ritter down by the ankle and he's in there. All right, y'all. Thanks for listening. Peace.